Colossians chapter 3 Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Matthew chapter 28 After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. My Easter greetings to you all. For those of you who don't know, I'm Jenny. I'm curate here in Whitcomb, and it's a privilege to be sharing with you a few thoughts this Easter. As you watch, listen or read my words in your home, I want to begin by thanking you for your hospitality. I realise that this Easter is like none other, and it is a sadness that we cannot gather in person to celebrate the good news of Jesus' resurrection from death. And yet, this unprecedented season adds a depth of poignancy to this message. Some of us will be grappling with fear, exasperation perhaps, or even grief in this season. Some are working like crazy and others are on an enforced break. Some are feeling distant from people and others smothered by no space from people. Wherever you are, physically and emotionally, it is my prayer that as we reflect on this Easter message together, we will be encouraged in our relationship with our faithful, unchanging, good God. This year, Matthew's account of the gospel leads us through the, the news of Jesus's resurrection. And I'm sure you're expecting me to focus on Jesus breaking out of the lockdown of death. But 
this year, the verse that seems most prominent for me is a seemingly incidental comment. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The angel rolled back the stone and sat on it. He sat on it. It's odd to sit on tombstones in any culture, but it's also a trivial detail to note. Why bother mentioning it at all? What does it matter if the angel of the Lord stood or sat or even where he sat? But Matthew, like the other writers, is careful in choosing words. No comment is wasted. The angel's stance communicates something important, or rather, it confirms the truth of the message he is sharing. It is like a prophetic act. You cannot sit down to fight. We stand to fight. We stand to hold our ground under attack. But when the battle is won, we sit down in victory. What is the battle that has been fought and what is the victory won? Well, the battle, as you know, was against the power of sin and death, which we were not, which were not part of God's original design. The sin that condemns us to be distanced from God's holy presence could never be overcome by us trying to be good or even by offering sacrifices. Jesus, who was also fully human, was tempted and hurt just like we are tempted and hurt. But unlike us, he didn't waver from the path of perfect love and holiness. As the wages for sin is death, Jesus laid down his sinless life to take the hit of death for each of us. Compelled by love for you and me, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice once and for all of us. That was the battle. Being fully God as well as fully man, Jesus was raised from death, breaking its everlasting power over blemished humanity. That was the victory. And so the tombstone, which had sealed the grave, symbolising the holding a person in death, has now become obsolete. It now becomes the symbol of enemy territory of death being overcome by life. He's not here in the grave, for he has been raised, the angel proclaimed. Death everlasting has been overcome by life everlasting through Jesus. He is the resurrection and the life. The victory has been won by Jesus, and so the angel can sit down. This is good news, mighty good news. 
This Easter, we track with these women who were the first to be entrusted with this good news. But given our current circumstances, it may not feel like there's victory over death. It may feel like we are stuck in a perpetual Holy Saturday. It can feel as though we're locked down in that dark, dead end tomb, feeling hopeless, perplexed, fearful, perhaps. A letter encouraging the church in Colossae reminds us to lift our gaze out of the tomb and to set our minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. This letter reminds us that Followers of Jesus can have a different perspective in this season. For example, from the tomb perspective, we may see our church doors locked. From Christ's perspective, we may see the church walls of division falling down. As followers, we suffer alongside others in our community. We are not immune from the troubles this virus is invoking, but we are invited to view the storm from a different perspective. How is this possible? When Jesus Christ finished his redemptive work, he ascended to heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are in Christ. And if in Christ, it is impossible to not be seated where Christ is seated right now. If you, fellow believer, are in Christ, you and I are in the, this position of victory because that is where Christ is. And our battle is to believe and trust and hold on despite the storm around us. I remember an Easter weekend some years ago, I was about 18, and I was travelling alone. On Good Friday, I was due to take a boat from one island to another. I was going to stay in the home of someone I knew over Easter. But that Friday, an almighty storm was raging and all the boat crossings were forbidden for the whole weekend. I had run out of cash and my bank card had expired. And besides that, all the banks were closed for those four days. I had nowhere to stay and only an apple to sustain me. I was young. And I remember feeling isolated, frightened and vulnerable, not to mention hungry. I cried. I begged God for help and by an extraordinary turn of events, some people cashed in my boat ticket and I walked some way through the gale to a small airport where amazingly I could buy a ticket out. The takeoff was hair raising and the turbulence through the clouds was horrid. But as I was sat in the dinky aeroplane, I remember looking out of the window at those horrid clouds that had caused me so much darkness and trouble. But from above, they looked stunningly beautiful. 
radiant from the light of the sun. The storm was still raging beneath. But I remember peace in my soul from where I was seated. This is only an analogy, and it is not a direct mirror on what is happening now, but I hope in some way that it's a help. Unlike being on an aeroplane, being seated with Christ is not physically distant or physically above. It is in the spiritual realm that we are seated in Christ here right now on earth. Being seated with Christ is not a passive armchair position. Jesus hasn't conquered the power of death, ascended, cracked open a beer and is watching Netflix with his feet up. He is perpetually interceding for us from his victory, defending believers against accusations of the enemy. He's making a way and shepherding us to God our Father. Being seated with Christ is an active life in victory. We are seated with him to share in his ministry of intercession on earth. In this season, church family, we are called to share most passionately in his ministry of intercession, as well as to continue being his hands and feet to all those around us. We're reminded this Easter to intercede with Jesus for all the people and for all creation hurting by this storm, but not from a place of tomb-like hopelessness, but from a changed perspective and position in the spiritual realm. We can be people full of hope because we know that this virus and economic uncertainty can and will be overcome because Christ Jesus has won the ultimate victory. And if Christ Jesus can be raised from the dead, God can bring beauty from ashes. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. I look forward to our reunion Sunday, the day when we shall meet again, as our Queen promises. But for now, let me finish by offering a familiar blessing this Easter. May the peace of God, that peace that defies logic, the peace that is not dependent on circumstances, the peace that is secured by Christ's victory. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and with those for whom you pray 
this Easter and always. Amen. <laughs>